You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. I'm so glad you all are here. I'm so sorry to break up your conversations. Actually, in my opinion, the most important part of this opportunity is to get to know some other folks. Uh, it's my fault that sermon, I swear it was 20 minutes at 7.30 and it was 25 at 9. I don't know how that happened. Um, so it's my fault. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but that so going to be 30 11. No, I'm going to cut. I already know what I'm going to do to cut it. But 11 doesn't matter. It matters at 9 because we got this class. But um, but I, if, if no one's ever welcomed you to the Advent before, maybe this is your first Sunday. Maybe you've been coming for a month or so. Allow this at least to be a very warm welcome. I'm so glad you all are here. Um, I hope you'll stick with us uh, for the coming weeks, uh, and I hope to, through that time, get to know each and every one of you uh, better. Uh, and not just me, there are some other folks in the room who are, uh, who are longtime members of our church who uh, are here to, to, to help you kind of get acquainted and answer any questions if Fontaine or I are unable uh, to do that. Um, and if we haven't met yet, by the way, my name is Matt. Um, one of the um, clergy staff here at the Advent. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I do a lot of other things, but uh, w- one thing I do do is work with um, new members, visitors, uh, sort of helping people get uh, become a part of the church in many different ways and, and work closely with uh, Fontaine on that. And you've probably had some communication with her, so you probably already know Fontaine Pope. Fontaine, do you have, what do you have for us to tell us? Um, I have. Let's see, a week from, well, remember this. First of all, we'll always have coffee here. So you don't have to stand in line out there. There's also a bathroom back back there, so you're good there. If it is raining like today, I will try to prop open the door, the front door over there, so you can, you don't have to go through the rain. Go through the back of the church, go kind of through the breezeway, and you'll kind of wind all the way into here, if that makes sense. Um, if you want to leave that way, you probably can. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe no. And then we've got um, a reception for the newcomers a week from Thursday. And it's going to be at our senior warden's house, Jenny Menendez. So I hope you all can come to that. And I've got some invitations here I'll pass out. And let's see if there's anything else. Um, oh, there is a lady small group, evening small group, that's starting this Tuesday. If you'd like to go, give me a holler. And then um, to tell you all that we do have breakfast every morning at 8 o'clock. Full breakfast. Eggs, bacon, yummy, cheap too. Um, so join us for that. Great. Um, well, let me just... Let me... Uh, I'm going to give us, so today well, there will be some teaching content. The, the course has a title. I will not be able to say all that I want to say, but I do want to take some time before we get started with that just to uh, get acquainted with some general information to get to know each other a little bit better. Um, so today the, the, the topic, once I finally get to it, is the authority and sufficiency of Scripture. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll be meeting for nine weeks, so this is the first of nine lessons. Um, the the uh, the the teaching around here you don't necessarily need to stick with a class you can kind of dip in and out but for this class I really encourage you even if there's a title of a competing class uh, elsewhere during this season to come here um, I've tried to to really uh, 
recruit our best teaching staff to come and teach. And so you're going to get good lessons, and you can always listen to the other stuff on our audio recordings. With that in mind, if you happen to visit a class, say you're sick or traveling or something, um, we'll be recording all these lessons except for this kind of introductory stuff. We'll record the content of the classes and put them online. So next week we'll hear from Doug Webster. Uh, he's going to be teaching on God the Creator and Lord. <clears throat> we'll have uh, Righteous Judgment, Unrighteous Humanity by Brandon Bennett, who's our young adult uh, minister. Then uh, our Redemption and Final Hope with Stephen Green, who's somewhere in the room. <coughs> Stephen's longtime member, for, former senior warden of the church, and actually has a master's in theology. Um, so excited to hear from him. Gil Cracky and I will teach a lesson on baptism and repentance. Uh, Gil's our uh, director, sort of our chief of staff, director of uh, programs. And um, I'll teach on the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, Eucharist, Mass, whatever you call it. We call it the Lord's Supper or Communion around here. Uh, I'll teach a lesson on that. Um, Zach Hicks, who's also on the clergy team, who's our canon for liturgy and worship, is going to talk about the idea of worship in general, but what we do on Sunday in particular. Uh, Bethany Rushing, who is our uh, international missions and local outreach director, is going to talk to us about the concept of mercy and, uh, and justice ministry. It's not going to be a mere sales pitch of our smorgasbord of programs. She's actually going to give you some reasoning behind why we do what we do. And then finally, I'll end the nine weeks. The lesson's called Partners in Ministry, Membership and Discipleship. Those topics will come up throughout. I'll mention some things, but the last lesson sort of give you a theology of why to consider joining a church, which actually I think is countercultural these days to join institutions. And I'm a proponent of being countercultural in that regard to, to, to join the church, not meaning a club. And I'll talk all about that, the, the, uh, the final lesson. But again, as I said, uh, I'll, I'll mention those things throughout. I'm always here, even though there are different teachers, uh, I'll be here and sort of get us started each lesson. Uh, and the purpose of this class is really for you to understand what the Advent as a church and our leadership uh, believes and why. Um, and hopefully, you know, to that end, uh, by the, the end of our time together, to help you um, to make a decision for the Advent or not um, through that time and also the teaching, but also getting to know some folks uh, and, you know, you go through this class and you say, the Advent's not the place for me. In my mind, mission accomplished. You know, I mean, if, if, if that's part of what you get out of this experience, why tarry? You know, what? let's not kick the can. I, I really want you to, to understand why. But hopefully, I hope, you know, 100% of you will stick around. I mean, really, that is my desire. And, and that when you do, you'll, you'll sort of make, be able to make an informed uh, decision about that. With that said, being here all nine weeks does not imply membership. Like if you go through all this and, and, and uh, you, um, if you're not ready yet, like that's totally fine. Um, we're, we're, there's no, no pressure in that regard. Um, all gift and no demand, okay, in, 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 in that respect. Um, and uh, also I would suggest too, if you don't mind, uh, this is helpful for the teachers to try to remember uh, bringing a Bible each week. If you don't, not the end of the world, but um, try to, to remember to, to bring one. I primarily, will, except for today, will do a lot of my teaching out of Scripture. Sometimes I provide handouts so you're not flipping all over the place, like the one today. 
um, but uh, but not always. Um, so, uh, but but as I said earlier, a uh, big goal for me is that we get to know each other a little bit better. I'd love to just go around uh, quickly and uh, and just say your name and uh, and don't don't be lame and say I, I have no answer. Just think of something, okay? Uh, <laughs> say, can you tell us just like one sort of talent or interest that you have that maybe most people don't know about you, okay? Um, and it, it could be anything. I mean, it could be relatively mundane. That's okay. You know, what's the thing that you're kind of like really into or really good at? Um, so what's your name? And, and answer that question. I'll start. Uh, Matt Schneider. Um, a lot of people don't know this is uh, uh, recently gotten more into this, but I kind of run a farm at my home. I have chickens and I have worms <laughs> and compost and uh, r garlic is starting to sprout because the weather's unusual right now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do that at home. Uh, I'm Kathy Anderson and Frank Anderson is out of town today. And we actually are brand new members. And I would say the thing about me, I've, I've been working with children after school um, and never had Bible clubs for about 35 years, and it is probably my one joy. Great. I'm Rebecca Taylor. Um, I've had my children in school here for eight years now, and been attending the church for about four, and um, this is the first time I've ever done this class. That's fine. So, yeah, that's why we don't call yeah. it newcomers. We call yeah. it inquirers for that reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm anxious to soak up some more. Good. Um, Jeannie Pay, and I guess the one thing that I, I'm here with my sister. We uh, we both have been here for a good while, and just thought this would be good. I'm Nick Greenwood. Um, I'm a long-time member of the Advent, never been through one of these classes, and uh, happy to be here. I should say, with the Greenwoods, uh, remembering this, there are several folks in the room who are called shepherds who are here on a sort of semi-official capacity to be co-hosts with me and Fontaine for all of you, and Nick and Judy are, are part of that team. Judy? Judy Greenwood. Um, you may not know I love to garden, and... So I'm gonna come see you for some worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You grow worms. Yeah. Well, they're hibernating right now with all this water. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, I was telling Judy that I felt like my New Year's resolutions were just laid at my doorstep uh, in the first couple weeks of the year because I was interested in joining the Advent. I was interested in working out more. And Judy emailed me about this class, and another friend emailed me about Pilates. So now I feel like I'm all Okay. That's great. Why don't we go around the table and then we can kind of loop around the back. Uh, Brandon Essig, uh, my wife Ashley, and Ashley, I'll let her introduce herself as well. Uh, we're new to Birmingham, actually grew up here uh, in the area, moved away, came most recently from Montgomery. We've been back to Birmingham for about, uh, I guess, seven months now, six, seven months. So uh, we're, we've been visiting churches and Advent has been one of them. Great. Stay for the next nine weeks, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Stop shopping just for this season. I'm Ashley Essig. Um, I'm here with Brandon. And um, 
Okay, great. We have one. I'm Sarah Webb. I'm a shepherd. I'm married to that good looking guy right there. Um, I guess my talent, I'm a painter, I'm an artist, and I like to incorporate my spirituality and um, my beliefs in my art. So, um, glorify God that way, hopefully. I'm Peggy Lynch. This is my husband, Michael. Um, we just moved back, back to Birmingham about a year ago. So from Greensboro, Alabama. So very small. So we just started the Advent right after New Year. So All right. I baptized the baby in Greensboro once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm Michael Lynch. Um, and we, we just moved back. Uh, I just started a, a new company that's recycled poultry manure. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, that I let's hang out. There's about a dozen folks here at the Advent that are helping me significantly on this project, and so we've got a lot of encouragement. I keep mine, but uh. <laughs> I'll take some of yours though. Yeah. I'm Debbie Brazil, and I'm here with my husband Ellis, and we are visiting the Advent, but the Advent's been a part of our life for. 15, 20 years, I don't know. I will start going to hear Paul Zoll on Thursdays, and we've been coming to the Christmas Eve service for 15 or 20 years with our family. And so it's really kind of exciting to be here in the morning and be here and visiting. And I'm an empty nester and surprisingly loving it, enjoying it, but it's uh, it's also a very, very busy season in our life with kind of the crunch of adolescence and elder care going on all around. Uh, and I'm involved in ministry at Covenant Press, which is uh, the last church we were attending, and I've been in a Bible study there for nearly 20 years where we have a small group setting, and I facilitate one of those, and it's a passion of mine. I love running alongside women and praying with them. It's been very fulfilling. Great. Um, yeah, so Ellis Brazil, and like she said, um, I don't know, yeah, Ashton uh, got me to start going to hear Paul Zoll's Thursday morning Bible study, January of 98, <coughs> and it completely changed my life. And you know, Matt, you said when, if you're looking inside yourself, you know, what if you look inside yourself and all you are is depressed? Well, that's what I was when I started coming here and heard him, and I've never, I mean, I was deeply depressed and heard the gospel for the first time. Yeah, and uh, you can hear Debbie and Ellis' story online. We can share that link, actually. <laughs> if you guys, there's a video of it. Right? So we're excited. Yeah, yeah, so glad. I'm David Boyette, a uh, friend of the Hornsby's, and actually best friends with their neighbor. Yes, um, we <coughs> and he's the same age as our daughter, so it was fun. Graduated with their daughter, too, uh, and I'm a flooring specialist at Home Depot. So, uh, Nick and I go there a lot. Doug Webster and I teach at Beeson Divinity School and I'm on the pastoral team here and um, I'm a new granddad uh, for the fourth time. I figure if I do that well, I can do everything else well. That's right. So that's the order. Hi, Osvaldo Padilla. Uh, my wife and I, Christina, have been members since about 2015. Uh, my dad is thinking about uh, becoming confirmed. So Great. I'm trying to help him out uh, with the language. His English is, uh -huh. he can understand it. 
but not speak it so well. Mm -hmm. um, so if you hear any whispering in Spanish, that's makes it. But he's a retired engineer from the Dominican Republic, and baseball, I guess, would be Okay, <laughs> great. So glad you're both here. Hi, Tom Montgomery, my wife Eleanor. Uh, we were at the Christmas service, and we've been in Birmingham for almost five years. Now, I'm from Tuscaloosa, originally from Montgomery, and we were actually both cradle Episcopalians. We moved here, and we're kind of looking around, and we're going to NBCC for the last four years, and we kind of felt led to make a change in the fall. And we have a lot of common ground here uh, with different folks, family, and the history of our family going to this church. Great, glad you're here. Yeah. I'm Eleanor, and um, Tom's wife, and we have three daughters, um, and we are very excited to be here. Everybody's been so sweet, and we just really feel like God put us in the right spot, so we're making plans to join, and um, just really excited, and I'm a Pilates instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I started my own business, um, I guess a couple months ago, yeah, um, so I have a space in Mount Brook Office Park, and I run duets in private, and it's been really fun. So I'd love to work with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Chuck Holmes. I'm a relative of Gomerson in Birmingham. Uh, my wife is Sarah. She's not here today because she still has the cough from the club, mm -hmm. and she's, she's all about first impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have been here about a year. At uh, Cradle Episcopalians have been sort of toying on churches and uh, and I think we sort of settled on this one that I'm going to take this class and uh, and uh, make that decision. I'm Stan Way. Uh, my wife Anna is taking care of our daughter who has the call. So she's not here. Uh, our three-year-old son was very angry at his little sister because he really wanted to come today. Um, but we are. I grew up Lutheran. My wife grew up Episcopalian. We both converted to Mormonism. And then we learned how to Google things. So. That's hilarious. So we so we were here attended about six times now. And we like it. Great. Uh, Andy Webb, I'm a shepherd along with my wife. Sarah, we've got two little boys and then one on the way. One child on the way. Probably draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love trivia, and I was a scholarship bowl champion. So oh. <laughs> you have an amazing memory. It's like being married to a court reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Brendan Nutt. This is my fiance Esther. Uh, we're both newcomers uh, to Birmingham about six months ago. We come from Ohio, and. Um, my talent is uh, grilling and uh, smoking meats. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm a breast radiologist, so I stick needles in people. Good, good. John? Uh, I'm John Hargrove. I've been a member here about 30 plus years, my wife Kelly. Uh, we're recent empty nesters too. We did have three children. We don't know where they are. <laughs> they grew up here and one was married here uh, last summer, so we've been here a while. We're excited to be part of this. I'm Kelly and I love the garden. Mm -hmm. 
I'm Stephen Green. My wife Carol and I are also recent empty nesters. We have three daughters, two still in college and one out of college. Um, I'm so excited for this, um, and this is just an awesome crowd. And uh, and my one of my passions is music, all kinds, from you know classical to you know, um, 2000s metal. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rebecca Pico. I'm here with my husband Tony. Um, I'm with and recently moved here. Um, he's Greek Orthodox, so I'm baptized Baptist, so you can imagine our time. <laughs> very hard to find a common ground. Um, so we've come here three or four times, and I read about the class and felt like it was a perfect opportunity to learn about something that could hopefully be a common ground for us. So we would appreciate all your prayers. Um, and our special talent is that we are dentists, because a lot of people think that it's disgusting and terrible. Sounds <laughs> um trying to find a new church home, I think, and a resident UAB in Peridonic, so if anybody needs implants. Tough <laughs> 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 fact to follow up on, I'll tell you. Uh, well, I'm Jacob Pope, and I'm the newcomer coordinator, as well as helping out with small groups. Um, I say welcome. It's just so nice also for me to put a name with a face because often I see all these names and now it's nice to put the name with a face. Um, I am about to be an empty nester. I have a, a daughter, um, two daughters, one that's in working in Charlottesville, um, making her own way, and then the other one is about to graduate from high school. And if you haven't had a chance to sign in or get a purple folder, come here after class. I'm Gene Tomlin, a relatively long-time member, didn't have the opportunity to go through a class like this, so I was excited to see this class uh, emerge. Um, Stephen and I are, among other things, acolyte masters for the 9 o'clock service for the uh, complimentary. Uh, I'm excited about that. I did a lot of growing up with family in Greensboro, so... I know about the poultry industry down there, and I've taught and still work with Rebecca's two sons at the day school. I'm a facility manager and administrator at the day school. I'm Craig Benson, and uh, this is my wife, Suzanne. So we moved here a few years ago, and we recently joined from Montgomery also, and uh, recently joined Advent, and really feel blessed to be here, and have three children, a uh, 10th grader, an 8th grader, and a 4th grader. So. Uh, that's what we like to do. Whatever they like to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm Suzanne, and um, we're just so excited to be here. Um, I've been visiting for a while and just have enjoyed it so much. And really just excited about this class. And like I said, we have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and an elementary school student. So. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Amanda. I'm Holly Schneider, and I'm Matt's wife. And I just came because we really love we love this church, and we love getting to know people, and we love making people feel welcome and coming to know the Lord um, as a part of the family. I think when I was growing up, I became a Christian outside of the church, and so I didn't really understand the need for the church. And once I really dove into a church and found that I had a family, and we kind of it's kind of like a family in that it's dysfunctional sometimes, but ultimately it's really fulfilling and meaningful, and they're there for you, and they've got your back, and you can have theirs. And so um, I hope that for all of you that you can 
fun be a part of our family here. So, um, and we have, I, have you introduced yourself already? Kind of, yeah, you go ahead. Though. So we have three kids, kind of, I feel like there's like a trinity thing happening here. Every day. <laughs> um, and we have a little boy who's upstairs and two girls. Um, so they're usually a, a hot mess if we get it here on Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> so we usually go to the 9 a.m. and the 5 p.m. But it's great to see you guys. Well, uh, great. That was uh, um, we're, we've only got um, gosh ten minutes, um, but that that was that was really important that we do that. I think, and I hope you all will get to know each other better. And you know, um, some people like to cook, some people like to eat, some people like to do Pilates, some people run Pilates class. You know, hopefully that uh, you will get to know each other uh, in the margins, and feel free to stick around or and or come early if um, if you go to the eleven o'clock. Feel free to come here in the coming weeks early. Uh, to get to know folks better. I'm going to talk briefly on our subject, and each week I'll bring in a prayer from our prayer book that I think relates to the subject, just to get you acquainted with our tradition if you're not. And this is a well-beloved, what we call collect, which is the prayer at the beginning of the service each Sunday, uh, which is usually said in November. Let's pray. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them Read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to talk to you about Scripture as the first lesson, because everything that we'll do from here on out comes out of Scripture. Uh, this sets up a sort of framework, and it's important to acknowledge that um, I'm going to talk for the next 10 minutes, and, we'll, and usually we'll have discussion, but we've done our discussion, okay? Um, it's important to acknowledge that we live in what a philosopher named uh, Charles Taylor called a secular age, um, even here in uh, the quote-unquote Bible Belt. Um, I find that we really do live in uh, predominantly, actually, a secular culture, and uh, what that means is uh, we're influenced by intellectual movements of the past 500 years or more uh, that have led up to maybe you've heard terms like modernity or postmodernity, modernism, postmodernism, or so maybe you've heard people say that we're living increasingly in post-Christendom or a post-Christian society. Uh, I don't know if you've heard these things before, at least in my world, I hear that a lot. You could just call it the 21st century, you know, or living in, in the Western uh, world. Even, as I said, here in the South, in, in the Bible Belt, um, I've written a few things that have said uh, that that is a, uh, a myth, uh, basically, I think, designed by the devil to help us uh, not see <laughs> the truth, uh, so that, that we're deluded by this idea that we think that we live in a Christian culture in the South, and it, it's just not true. Um, if, for example, if you want, you can look this stuff up. There's a research house called Barna, and they do um, the, uh, sort of um, uh, religious statistical research. It's a lot like the Pew Research Institute, well-respected, B-A-R-N-A. And they've done tons of work on this stuff, demographic research, including on the South, uh, which will tell you that Birmingham's actually one of the top 10 most churched cities still in the U.S., but that's misleading because it'll also tell you that only 40-something percent of the people are actually still going to church. Um, compared to like where I grew up on the West Coast, which is like virtually single digits of people who are 
uh, going to church, if at all. Um, but, uh, you know, you, or you could, if you don't want to look at Barna, you could read like the recent book, Killbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance, which gives you a depiction of what basically is like even in rural South, where you would think that that's really where the Bible Belt is, that that's just not true anymore. It might be like a cultural consideration, um, but <clears throat> we're, and so, as I said in my sermon, if you were at nine or if you're going to 11, we're really influenced by that um, thinking predominantly that's out there in the world through our day-to-day conversations, through the things our parents told us, um, what's in popular media, what we read, what we watch, um, what we see in social media feeds. And those things tend to shape our thinking more than anything else. And so what I'm about to say uh, is kind of uh, at odds with a lot of culture, which is taking the Bible seriously. Uh, a lot of current criticism of the Bible and uh, modern culture uh, sort of sees it as quaint and antiquated. Maybe there are truths in there, but as a history, for the most part, um, it's not um, regarded as something worth taking seriously. This shouldn't be foreign to you. You've probably heard this before. Um, and but but so the Advent has a stance that Scripture is both both authoritative and sufficient. And by authority, I mean that it stands above everything else. Um, it stands above uh, what you could call tradition, which includes history, church history, church practice, um, things that have happened over the last two thousand plus years. It, and it stands above reason. And reason could include just sort of mere thinking, logic reasoning, philosophy, and whatnot. Um, but here's the, the caveat, though. Is what I'm talking about, like fundamentalism or having a sort of literal view of the Bible, is what I'm talking about being anti-intellectual. Is it obscuring like really well-respected um, science and, and history? Um, my answer to all those concerns, if you have them uh, or people have lobbed those things at you, is no actually, um, that as far as fundamentalism goes, it's a misunderstood concept. It's used to describe a lot of different things. And it, you'd really just, I, I, I can't even, I couldn't really point to anything as fundamentalism anymore because what does anybody ever even mean by it anymore? There was a movement in, at Princeton Seminary in the early 20th century, which was really good, that was called fundamentalism. And that has been distorted. And so now when we say fundamentalism, there's not actually usually a set lists of doctrines. It's just sort of more of a cultural movement. Uh, and it's often used on the negative as a sort of accusation to belittle a person. But usually that's pretty sim simplistic and naive when people do that. Or as far as the literal view of scripture goes, what does literal mean? I mean, if you listen to my daughters, they literally think and literally do a lot of things that aren't literal, right? I mean, when people, <laughs> like that's, that, that's the way people talk now, right? And so, you know, is God literally a shepherd? Are we literally sheep? Not, not, not really. I, I mean, uh, but there's a lot of truth in the metaphor of the fact that the Lord is my shepherd. And there's a lot of truth in the metaphor, the idea that, um, that we are like his sheep. Um, and so, you know, literality becomes sticky when the Bible talks that way. And so, again, I think that's another phrase that's used simplistically to, to, to provide accusations where people just aren't really doing very good thinking, which gets me to the next thing is what I'm talking about anti-intellectual. 
No, I don't think so either. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of modern scholarship seems more anti-intellectual to me than a lot of really good, Osvaldo um, <laughs> Padilla is here. He's in biblical studies. He could tell you all about this more than I can. A lot of the biblical studies scholarship that's out there since the, the last uh, two centuries, it, it's actually bad scholarship. Um, and a lot of uh, really thoughtful, um, <laughs> traditional Orthodox scholarship uh, tends to be really good, intellectually sound work. Um, so I don't think that having a serious view of the Bible is anti-intellectual either. Uh, and as far as anti-tradition goes, is this being against tradition? You know, sort of like no creeds but Jesus sort of thing. Uh, I just, I just, uh, you know, don't don't give me any of church history. All I need is Jesus. That's not true for us either. When I say that scripture is authoritative in terms of it standing above tradition and reason, that doesn't mean that we don't um, re- we don't draw on our tradition. As far as our tradition and history goes, that uh, can be corroborated by scripture uh, and helps us to understand scripture. Yes, but uh, tradition, when it contradicts scripture, is is a problem. Um, uh, as as far as our stance around here as well. Uh, and so the, the, the point is that uh, reason and tradition uh, stand under scripture and not the, the other way around. Um, and so let's look at our denomination statement on this. And this was written in the originally in the 1500s. So it's in sort of Elizabethan language. If you got one of the handouts, we have a, a, a statement of the out of time. Uh, this is enough. There's a, there's a statement of theology that we have called the 39 Articles of Religion, which is really good, and it has a lot in there, but it's not fully comprehensive. It was a document for its time in the 1500s uh, in terms of uh, what the church was dealing with then. If we were spo- suppose we were to write our 39 Articles of Religion today, it might be a little bit different. But I do think that the 39 Articles of Religion written in 2018 would probably have a similar statement about Scripture. Uh, And let's read. This is our stance on Scripture in terms of a doctrinal statement. Of the sufficiency of the Holy Scriptures for salvation. Holy Scripture containeth all things necessary to salvation, so that whatsoever is not read therein, nor may be proved thereby, is not to be required of any man, that it should be believed as an article of faith, or be thought requisite or necessary to salvation. In the name of the Holy Scripture, we do understand those canonical books of the Old and New Testament, of whose authority was never any doubt in the church. Sort of a mouthful. It's worth reading again and pondering. But what it's saying is, remember I said two stances, that the Bible is authoritative, and it's also sufficient. Like if I were stranded on a desert island, and had no other material but the Bible, there's enough in there for me to understand salvation, to understand God, to understand myself with respect to God, and to understand how salvation works. And so that's what we mean when we say it's sufficient. Um, We can certainly uh, think about it, talk about it, write things and discuss it, but at the end of the day, uh, the scriptures are the, 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 um, the, uh, the, the lens through which we, we view all of that thought. Um, so in the coming lessons, we'll have a, a stance uh, that the, the Bible uh, is uh, authoritative for uh, our understanding of, of uh, who we are with respect to God and sufficient for understanding our salvation. And uh, we'll get to unpack that even more. That was only a 10-minute soundbite. There's so much more I could say. There are some scripture verses on that handout that you can ponder. 
that um, sort of uh, um, say very similar things where you can see where scripture actually talks about itself um, or some places that we point to for, for evidence to take the Bible seriously. Uh, and now I've got to go to the next service. Sorry that I'm going to dart. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.